Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. My name's Steve. My name is Harvey Gladden. All right. Coming up on this episode, we have a review of Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's the name of the movie. I always forget after Three Billboards. Uh, yeah, they should have just cut it off there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we have a, uh, a topic we'll be discussing later. We're going to be talking uh, cool haircuts in film. <laughs> we'll explain why later, I suppose. But, uh, and uh, I'm just going to say right now that I go first because I have a good one. I don't. So, um, sure. You can, <laughs> you can have it. You can have it. Yes. Uh, yeah, and if it's your, uh, your first time tuning in, don't forget to hit the uh, subscribe button if you're listening on iTunes or whatever podcast uh, platform you use. And uh, keep in touch with the show. You know, Leave us a review and whatnot. Other than that, uh, how's everybody's week, Steve? Damn, just drop me in like that. Oh, I need to know. You know what? I was going to talk about how my week was, but then I realized something way more important happened this week. Something that we need to get to. Something we need to discuss. I'm confused. I imagine it needs it's going to be about the uh, red-headed elephant in the room. Oh, no. just wait. What? Oh, never mind. <laughs> There's a red-headed elephant? <laughs> never mind. What, what do you... Proceed. Well... It's back, guys. It is back by popular demand. Great British Bake Off Season 4. It is back. I I'm know, excited. I know. You're excited. I think we're all pretty much excited right now. And I, I think we should spend the rest of the episode talking about that. I talking about our I'm favorite characters. Really I mean, have you watched an episode? Yeah, I've watched an episode. Have you watched the whole season? No, I've watched maybe three episodes of like the first season, I guess. Oh, and you didn't get hooked? No. <sighs> I, I appreciate the production work. Uh, like it's phenomenal and it looks amazing. But um, yeah. I don't know. I'm not. I don't put it on. Yeah, I'm not super into it. If I'm honest, I just like when when my girlfriend watches it. I I can't help but look. Cause, but that's because I'm fat. You know. I like I like. <laughs> you like food. all the you like all the the cakes and the pastries. Yeah, like. I love seeing them uh, make like pouring sugar into a bowl. It's yeah. great. <laughs> that's the only part you pay attention to. A lot of sugar. Oh, well, fuck, man. This ruined my whole bit. That ruined everything. I was super excited to talk what about bit it. What were you going for? I don't know what bit, but I really was super pumped to talk about this show because when it's I saw not, it. Uh, it's not a, uh, a TV podcast. Oh. I'll say it again. I'd say this every episode for some reason. Man. I mean, you say it every episode, but it doesn't stop none of us from like at least mentioning yeah. one TV show. It's either this Band. or Terrace House. And uh, which one do you really want me to talk about? I prefer American Honey. Oh, this is also not an American Honey fan cast. We're not <laughs> talking about American Honey every, every episode. Uh, or at least it's a film. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess That's we debatable. gave you that. Whoa. Oh, damn. I haven't even seen it. I'm just saying, <laughs> fucking three hours. I mean, that's like a new fucking medium. Yeah, that's that a mini series. That's like, yeah, you, I don't know about that, Tom. It's a, an experience. Oh, God. Well, you know what? That's my part of the episode. That's my week. I was pretty psyched for that. Oh. And then I also uh, worked it? on a short short film today i'm really tired gotcha i acted oh yeah yeah it was you, comedy are you, are you trying to transition from uh behind the scenes to well i've in always front of the scenes yeah. 
I've always been, I felt like I am a thing of clay and I want to be molded and reshaped constantly into something different. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and, is uh, that like a sexual thing? Yes. Like you and just want people rubbing on you? Well, yeah, it's a shape. And uh, I think today I was molded into an actor. And I You've did acted s- before, though. Yeah. So how is this different? Uh, well, this time it was comedy. I never done comedy before. Actually, I did comedy one time. Wasn't the, l- the lo- I mean, I don't think the loss was comedy. Oh, yeah. I think it was just pure, unadulterated drama. Was it psychological horror? Uh, we we just really played with things in in those uh, in those short films. But this was my first attempt at real comedy or trying to be funny. Okay. Uh, I think I did good. I gotta see this shit. Oh man, <laughs> now I'm nervous. Yeah, I'd like to see it as well. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> well, there's probably gonna be a premiere at maybe. Let's let's cross our fingers. Maybe by the end of the month or maybe December, we, we get a premiere and we'll we'll watch it. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, and uh, see, and I want you guys to critique me, and I can learn from that. How review your performance on the podcast? Yeah, review my performance, and then. You know, if it was really, really bad, I'm never just going to do it again. Okay. <laughs> two, out of, two out of five. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to just Whoa. cry and never act again. Wor- worse than the Great Wall. God damn. No, I don't think <laughs> two out of five? Well, Great Wall is more like I two. know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that was my week, guys. How was your weeks? Your week? Um, My week, uh, let me tell you, was not not enjoyable. Uh, I was I worked a lot, probably the most I've worked in a while. This is the first time in a long time that I got blisters from working. Wait, and, uh, and that's what, like new. Uh, and again, tell the audience what do you do. You are a w- wood chopper, or like something that ha- has heavy like labor in hands. Like you just like uh, what do you not, do? none of that's true. Um, I don't think it's very important, but just know that I did not have a lot of a. Uh, You're a hard worker. Eh, I mean, I wasn't like, you know wasn't like oh my god i i'm i didn't seek the workout it came to me okay mm-hmm. um i uh yeah so i was super busy barely had any time the, the little downtime i did have i was too mentally and physically exhausted to watch films but i did manage to get a couple in you got okay i was gonna i was gonna give you shit um yeah i really didn't want to come empty-handed so good I, I didn't but it was it was a rough week i uh I don't know. Other than that, it was just kind of a. I did some re-upping on my camera gear, and I think. Uh, yeah, you told me about we'll that. Be, I'm excited. Be shooting some stuff soon. I I hope. Hopefully, some narrative work that we can share about on the. Uh, on the interwebs, the podcast, and talk about it. Uh, oh. But but for now, I can't, nothing really to say. This is a very busy week, very boring week in in film. Mm-hmm. Well, not that's not true. It's not a boring week in film, but. I'm going to let you guys know right now that I have zero notes for any of the things I've watched this week. I actually have been practicing not having notes. It's like it's like jazz a little bit. It's a little free form. Like, you just kind of go with it. Yeah, man. Just like, <laughs> what was that? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm being Korg. <laughs> hey, man. It's like jazz. Every single time I hear someone just say that now, I just think of Korg. <laughs> hey, hey, man. man. <laughs> uh, I guess that's it for me. What about you, Harvey? Um... Oh, I'd like to backtrack a little bit how um, you said you're practicing uh, talking without notes, which basically means that you're just being lazy. You're not practicing anything. You're just <laughs> too lazy to fucking write notes. Well, I, that's not necessarily true. I, I do find that when I write notes, I, I go off on tangents and I, 
I write too much. You go usually. off on tangents if you write notes. Yeah, I feel like notes supposed to keep you like within. No, because like, they like spark other thoughts and like I I write too. I go off on tangents when I write them, so like I'm writing w- too much. I really would love to see your notes. Can I? Can you pull up your iPhone note things? Because I feel like it's just like random shit everywhere. Like you're just constantly typing, and it's just like stream of consciousness. I mean, this is the last time I took notes. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I mean, that's that's like you're writing a yeah. fucking Russian novel. I know. It's just I, <laughs> why is this so long? I don't know, because once I start thinking about the film, it it comes out. I think it's just better to just do it on the spot. I guess. Yeah, that's what I found. Yeah. Hopefully this. Works I just out. don't have a. I'm still not very good at it, but <laughs> doing it without notes. But I'll try. Um. Yeah, Harvey. How was your week? My week was okay. It's just the same as every week. Did you do anything fun? Um, when are you going to reinvigorate your life? Reinvigorate my life? Yeah, man. Um, Is this a commercial for something? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you, what are you trying to sell him? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it sounds like that uh, one shitty movie that Sean made me watch, Rebirth. You need to reinvigorate your life. What are you Be doing? Reborn. Be reborn, uh, Harvey. I, I'm pretty comfortable with the balance that I've struck. I just work a lot. And, uh, well, it's hard being uh, you are a producer, correct? Um, and th- That's... Not really my title, <laughs> no, but... <laughs> but, but uh, like, it sounds if, so douchey when you said it like that. You are a producer, right? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, uh, I guess that's I the simple... I do produce video games. Yeah, that's what I'm sure. saying. Like, yes. if we're going to do it in the most simplest terms without getting technical, so I think that's very demanding yeah, I, in terms uh, of... Uh, I do that, and then I come home and I drink wine. Wow, I've seen this. Definitely drinking beer right now, so... Well, well I think weekends... I didn't work today, so... I think gotcha. weekends is beer Harvey, but when I come home during the week i sometimes see uh harvey sipping on a nice cabernet yeah uh okay so i mean no yeah. merlot no 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 no, no Never merlot, merlot. Yeah. <laughs> i don't i don't think anyone likes merlot there's a sideways reference i, hope I probably I'm can't take the, taste the difference if i'm fucking honest, <laughs> honest. But it's not like he gets good it's like any of us get yeah. really good quality it's like this like Twenty dollar bottles we find. Yeah, uh, someone, someone makes that. me. Yeah. I go to I go to the one uh, on Morgan, uh, next to like a uh, that nature store or whatever. Chill, you don't yeah, get like five dollar bottles. Dude. No, they're like twelve dollars. But I mean, Whew. that's the shit that gives you headaches. Twenty dollar bottles. I mean, the sake that I've been rocking has been sixteen dollars for a Magnum, which is about twice the size the of condom? a wine bottle. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh um, shit. So I guess that was my week. Uh, didn't do much. Just worked a lot of long hours. Uh, Drank a lot of wine. Yeah, a lot of wine, actually. It's being sophisticated. But uh, yeah, that's it for me. The question is, do you do you order wine at bars now? No, I don't order wa- you're wine not, at bars. You're not at that level of sophistication. No, I don't think I want to be that person that orders wine at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'll right. never be that person. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like there's, unless you're like an older like lady or like a classy young lady. I don't know. There's like a certain connotation that comes with ordering wine. Like I don't know, probably seem pretentious to other people or something. Uh, and that ain't me. I'm a piece of shit. So I drink <laughs> Budweiser at bars or other beers. Yeah, I mean, especially in New York, it's expensive to drink. It's out funny here. that you you prefer to be a piece of shit in public, but when you come home, you're sophisticated. Well, I think there's just like a level of. Uh, I mean, there was a while that I went through a phase, I think it was right after watching Mississippi Grind, where I go to a bar and have a glass of Woodford, and it it, it was nice, but I realized it's expensive, and uh, I actually had nah. a run-in with someone when I got a Bud Light, or not Bud Light, but a Budweiser, and he's like, I'm like, do you want a Budweiser? He's like, he's like, yeah, I'll take one. He's like, and he's like, is that your 
drink of choice? Do you like it? I'm like, no, it's $3. <laughs> Do you want one? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of alcoholics who drink, like, like if you're waiting in the like the line at a convenience store and you see some guy like buying like a fuck ton of really light shitty beer. Yeah. And you're like, dude, there's stronger beer out there. Why don't you just drink that, buy less of them? And then you realize these guys are they like the the act of doing the constant flow of alcohol. Yeah, the con they yeah. like that. And if you do that with stuff that's too strong, you'll die. So with I get it now. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, since we're talking about drinking, what are we all drinking right now? I see that you have a... What is that, Tom? That's a that's a Red Bull. And what do you have, Harvey? Any... Uh, oh, it's Carlsberg. Some? Carlsberg. Uh, what is that? Uh, what kind of beer? It's a beer. It's <laughs> lager? <laughs> it's a beer It's a beer from Copenhagen. Okay. Copenhagen. Um, Harvey yeah. always likes to bring expensive beers home. It's not uh, expensive like nice beer. One. It's this is like a, it, lo- it looks like the the Budweiser it is. in Denmark. It is. This is like the I don't know. This is like the Premier League beer. This is like yeah. I guess since we're talking about like Budweiser different countries, I guess uh, I'm drinking a Guinness extra stout. I mean, is that the is, is that the Budweiser? No, it's like? pretty basic shit. But yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's basic. I mean, I like it. I like stouts. I prefer it. Yeah, sure. Why are we talking about drinking? Yeah, let's get into movies. Okay. Yeah. Are we going to do the transition now? Okay. Yeah, let's... Uh, Insert transition here. Nothing happens. There's no transition. Who wants to talk? Uh, I believe Steve lost the game. Well, son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, you did lose the game. Did, I was, was it you or Sean? I was you. lost. Okay. And he made me watch a movie. Don't remember. At all. I actually didn't even... I, I had a panic attack when I woke up. I was like, <laughs> oh, shit. did I lose? Fuck. It's because it happens so often. So yeah. you instantly were just like, oh, shit. I think we all probably have that uh, internal panic, right? Like thirty minutes before the fucking episode starts, like, you're oh, like shit, fast. For- you're fast forwarding through like all major scenes. Like, all right, this is the gist. Okay, did he like it or hate it? Shit. So what did you see? I watched the whaling. The whaling. Oh, Korean film. Yes, uh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. is a, a Korean. It's a horror. A movie, right? horror yeah. like slash mystery film. Uh, like this. I, w- I would say like it has horror element. I think I mean it does. It's it does have a heavily influence in like horror movies, but I don't know. I think the mystery kind of takes over more than anything. Uh, so just to let you know a little bit about uh, the whaling, uh, directed by. I am so sorry about this, guys. I'm gonna butcher all these fucking names. Hong Jin Na, and it stars. <laughs> am I doing this right? Do one? Are you asking us? Yeah, because I don't fucking know who's the, in the movie, let alone how to pronounce the names. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, I really well, don't. Let, want me, to be let a, me read it. I could probably pronounce it. I have a couple care. Korean friends. Oh, don't one quack. Don't one quack. I had a Korean friend uh, in high school. I know how to pronounce it. Uh, so, all right, it's a Korean film. Uh, I'm not going to continue uh, listing these actresses and actresses' names because I'm afraid of butchering it and being disrespectful. So I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah, tell us what this movie is about. This I don't know. Movie is about a stranger arrives in a little village, and soon after, a mysterious sickness starts spreading. A policeman is drawn into the incident and is forced to solve the mystery in order to save his daughter. Oh, I do know what this is. You do. Yeah. This uh, might be in Shutter, actually. Maybe. It possibly is. It is on Netflix right now. And I realized that I really love horror movies like this. Uh, I really enjoy this movie. I'm glad that Sean picked it out for me. Uh, I think I like more of the mystery elements more than I did like the horror. 
uh, in terms of just storytelling wise, I feel like I, I think they did a good job of balancing it at least. Like the horror is there, it's but it's underlined with this like bigger overarching mystery of like what is happening, and it stars like I mentioned, uh, uh, Jun Gu, Jun Gu. Uh, that's the like lead actor or lead uh, character, and he's a uh, kind of down on his luck police officer, and he, you know, he, I want to say down on his luck. I think he's just kind of a simple like he's just a small town guy, you know. This nothing really happens in his town, you know. There's like there's like one police station in his little district that has like maybe two or three police men like head like staying there and kind of patrolling the town, and all of a sudden like this sickness or this outbreak kind of occurs and people start beginning to go get sick and become psychotic and end up killing their family members or people they know. And that's kind of the way the story starts off. And he's trying to figure out what is happening. You know, they have like several theories. And for a second, I thought this movie was going to go one way and I wasn't excited. I was like, fuck man, like, please, please. Let's, I'm going to kind of spoil one theory I had, but, uh, I was like, please don't make this a, a zombie movie. Like, I really don't want a zombie movie. Yeah, I could. I could it sounds vaguely that. like uh, the crazies. Remember that movie? Yeah, like I. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, like where the people like lose their shit yeah. like yeah. randomly. Everybody just start going crazy. Yeah, but but at first that's what I thought, and then eventually it becomes. Uh, it, it goes in a completely different direction and becomes this uh, story about good and evil, and uh, you know it, it's. I would say it's uh, what are, like I would say like a folk folklore or folktale about you know you know making the right decisions and you know accepting things at face value and and different ideas like that and I really love how this film is able to incorporate mystery horror and also these like fantastic elements without being ridiculous because it's actually a really fine fine line you know in terms of like if Certain movies you really can't pull this off. Like sometimes you, it kind of gets laughable if you do it the wrong way. But this is actually deals with a lot of the emotional drama and like all these characters dealing with their own things. And uh, uh, halfway through the movie, uh, you know, something critical happens to the main character, and it kind of forces him to really step up and try to be like this protector of not just like this town, but like the people he loves. And uh, I think this actually has a really satisfying ending as well, uh, more than like most horror movies you end up watching nowadays. Uh, so I, I really did enjoy this, uh, and I didn't notice the long. <laughs> Sean, I think Sean gave this to me on purpose because he's like, he's like, it's like two hours and thirty six minutes. I was like, fuck, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I have time to do this this week, but I was able to do it. I did it actually right after the podcast, and I didn't even notice the time it flew by. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would recommend this as well, Harvey. I think I think maybe you should give it a watch. I don't know if you're gonna love it or enjoy it as much as I did, mm-hmm. but I would recommend this. I think you can dig it. Is and it appreciate go- it. Is it gory? Oh, uh, there's moments, but it's not like th- that's the thing. It doesn't. Th- there's <laughs> all right. There is one scene that's pretty fucking crazy, but um, when you, when you see it, you know what I'm talking about. But it's not like it doesn't rely on it. Uh, and, I, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just like the horror elements or like these, these like darker elements are so subtly like underneath it and it doesn't take away from the overarching mystery, like of what's happening in this town and who are these characters and like, you know, 
it doesn't detract at all, which I like. Uh, so I recommend this to people who want to watch a good mystery with uh, with a little bit of like horror and fantasy elements. Word. Yeah. I don't. I mean, you can give it a watch. I saw that your uh, your girlfriend watched it. She did. Yeah, what was on Letterbox, and I saw that she uh, she huh. she said she watched. Didn't it. know she watched that. Yeah. I was probably in the room. <laughs> you, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Like you're probably nah, in the know. room and you just didn't notice it. You're uh, like a oh, fucking horror movie. All right. Nah, I, I don't know how you could not notice for two hours and thirty six minutes. Nah, I probably wasn't. Well, she watched like The Handmaiden, I think. And I was, I saw some of that, but not a. Did you? Um, you just you didn't care. It's like whatever. It's just I. You don't like. I to, have to commit. Like if I'm doing something else, I'm not going to stop what I'm doing and watch a movie. Yeah, like, I can but a lot that. of times, she, sometimes she watches a movie I want to see, and I'll just like my computer faces like the opposite way, so I just have headphones on with my back turned. I won't even see one drop of the movie. Damn, mm-hmm. that's the way you do it, man. Yeah. Do you want to give it a star rating? Oh uh, yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a solid four out of five. I really dug this, man, and I uh I kind of actually want to rewatch it. Okay. Yeah, but I, I I will recommend it to you. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. Let's see if uh. If you, you know, this is up your alley as well. Yeah. Tom, give it I'll a watch, watch too. It. Well, you know. I mean, it's two hours and 36 <laughs> yeah. minutes. Can you yeah, commit? Yeah. I get all the backlog, you know. <laughs> we get it. We get it. Not until you watch all the movies I tell you to watch. Glad Sean was here to hear the review of the movie he assigned you. Ooh, we didn't even <laughs> mention that he wasn't here. I just realized. I, I was that. hoping that we didn't mention it the Should whole we show. Dignify his absence? No, we're not going to. Holy shit. That's so funny that we didn't even mention it. But since he's not here, let's read what he watched this week. He watched Lady Bird. Yeah, I heard. Uh, Want to hear the star rating? No. Oh, you, think, you think he would like not like us to do that? I think he would get mad at us, but I'm, I kind of want to do it just anyway. Don't do it. <laughs> nah, I don't, <laughs> do don't, don't want to hear it. I already know what it is, but... Uh, oh, you do? Because he's a spoiler. Oh, yeah. He, po- he posts it on Letterboxd, like, and he gives it like a mini review. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck is that? Now I, I want to hear him say I saw Lady Bird, and then I want him. I want to be in suspense of whether he hated it or liked it. <laughs> but he fucking ruins that with his dumbass spoilers. It seems like it, it, it I don't seems like, like a, spoilers, man. I don't post anything until after the episode drops. See, I, like that's the thing. Like I post movies I watch, but I don't. You don't rate, rate them. them. Yeah, that's oh, fine. That still gives me the uh, the, the 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 thing you need, the thing the you crave. I see. Well, shit. I rewatched What We Do in the Shadows to prepare for this comedy thing last night or this tom- this afternoon. <laughs> That's your prepare? Well, I just wanted something. I just wanted to watch something funny and just kind of get me just like, you know, try to pull some inspiration, like what I want to do because there's like a lot of moments today where I have to improv. You should have watched Kung Pao. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen parts of that movie and I've only seen like the more funnier parts. So yeah, I mean, it's no Kung Fu Hustle. Let's be honest. I remember Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, they're I just different. Have... Okay, they're different. They're not made by the same people. No, no, they're just totally different. I don't know if they are. Kung Pao is like over the top slapstick. <laughs> Kung Fu Hustle is not like Kung Pao. I mean, the fucking the the one boob. I mean, it's ridiculous. Anyways. Anything else? Is it just just those two? Yeah, those two. Word. I mean, what we do in the shadows still holds up. Still funny as shit. Five out of five. Hey, man. Yeah. It does not get old for me. One of my favorite comedies. And then I watched the movie. 
Awesome. What All did right. you watch, Tom? Should I go next? If you want. Do you, Harvey, do you want to go? You can go if you want to. Oh, we'll go I'll clockwise. Go. Get it, you know. Keep the... Keep order. Keep the clock spinning. Uh, I watched a movie that I've tried to squeeze into the episodes, like, in the last three weeks. Like, I wanted to watch it and talk about it. I never got around to it. Just kept having to watch, like, boring-ass Hitchcock films. Listen, this anticipation <laughs> is killing me, but don't ever disrespect Hitchcock. I'm like just that. kidding. I, I love Rope. Um, yeah, I watched Brawl and Cell Block 99. Oh, with the... Uh Vincent Vaughn? <laughs> yeah, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> What's it called? Uh, Brawl and Cell Block oh, 99. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. My co worker was watching this the other day. Everyone has told me to watch this. I watched like probably 20 minutes of it because I was looking over his shoulder. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. you, uh, well, it's uh, directed by uh, S. Craig Zeller. First of all, your your name starts with an, uh, an initial. What the fuck is that? Pretension. Uh, yeah, it's pretentious, but this guy did Bone Tomahawk, which I heard good things about. Have not seen, and it's starring uh, Brawl and Cellblock Ninety Nine. That is, uh, it's starring uh, Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Carpenter, and then like a bunch of other people that don't really. Uh, I was gonna say people also do that when like uh, there's another person like in the Writers Guild and shit that starts that has like the same name, so they'll like go with like an initial or some shit like that. So it's probably some situation like that. Maybe, yeah, but Craig Zeller? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. Uh, so anyways, <laughs> this is... <laughs> I don't know how to talk about this movie. The, the, here's the synopsis on uh, IMDb. A former boxer turned drug runner lands in prison... Sorry, lands in a prison battleground after a deal gets deadly. And this like doesn't emotionally describe the movie at all. Uh, basically, Vince Vaughn... They're living somewhere. It looks like it could be like upstate New York or something. But he's like this country bumpkin. He has like an accent and everything. He's just just big, big man, you know. Probably like 6'5", you know. You don't want to fuck with him. He, right off the bat, it just opens with him getting fired from his job. And then he comes home early because he got fired. And he kind of gets a clue that his his, uh, wife had uh, been having an affair with another man. Well... Uh, and that does he catch him? No. Oh, okay. She, she, he uh, kind of just sees her in the car. I'm not spoiling anything. It's like first like ten minutes, uh, and he kind of sees her like trying to hide a hickey, and then he mm. walks up and uh, opens the door. She's like, "What are you doing home so early?" And uh, he uh, kind of pulls her her hair to the side and sees the hickey, begins to interrogate her. He's like, "Give me your give me your phone." <laughs> he goes to the phone. This guy has issues. Like he's just not having a good day, and he, I, I feel for him in a lot of these situations. Like he has these like impulses to break shit when he gets mad. Oh, oh! So this you feel that you're like, yeah, I do that. Sometimes. Like he he looks for things to break. All right, so he finds out and she admits it. She's like, I'm sorry, I never meant to hurt you. Yada yada. Um, that typical shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically, uh, he says, get in the house. And she's like, says something, and then he interrupts her. He just fucking slams his hand on the roof of her car. And she just, like, goes inside. And he just sits there for a minute, and then he d- proceeds to beat the shit out of the car with his bare hands. Smashing windows with his fists, like, knocking off fucking mirrors. He rips the hood off and Holy throws shit. it. This movie's comically... Absurd. 
sometimes it's a very serious film when it comes to like tension and emotion. But the the violence and the gore in it are very B movie like, very very B movie like, like horror B movie. But it's not a horror film. Um, basically, uh, from there, he gets sent to prison. Obviously, the the name of the movie gives that away. I won't say how or or what point point in yeah. the film that that happens. But he <laughs> he's kind of this just fucking angry man. And there's a there's an analogy that really stuck out. He was he was sitting down with his wife, and he was like describing his luck to her, and he was like saying that he would go into this uh this convenience store and get coffee, and there's like these three metal containers, and like the labels are missing off them, and uh, one of them's cream, one of them's milk, and one of them's like this gray like skim milk, and uh. Every time he reaches for one of them, they're always, like, in different places. Yeah. He, he grabs a skim milk one. And he's like, technically, that should be a one in three chance, but for me, it's every time. And <laughs> he just goes on this tangent about how his fucking luck is just, like, to, burnt to shit. Like, he just, he's got nothing. And he, uh... He, he harnesses this anger throughout the film. And something happens where he has to, like biblically make something right while he's in prison and uh it just goes from there and it's fucking violent it's a i wanted to cry at times because he gets put in these situations not an emotional cry like oh i'm sad you know something sad happened i'm like frustrated like it's a frustration like (laughs) i'm not really gonna cry but i'm like i'm like fuck man like what what would i do in this situation uh all in all this movie's a fucking thrill ride. I mean, it's like one of the best prison dramas I've seen since uh, Start Up. Ooh, man, that was a good one. But it's not like Start Up in the sense that it's very like it's set in a very serious universe. This is kind of like a alternate universe. Like he gets sent to this maximum uh, security penitentiary that I can't imagine would ever exist. It, it none of it makes sense. How so? <sighs> It's like there's just no way that they would get away with the shit they do there. There's just no way. Like the guards and stuff. Yeah, I mean, but like even like the way it's built, like they have like an underground prison within the prison that like the state doesn't know about. And this shit. is our super security max prison. That's where they go. Like his cell. Yeah. That they the throw him in. Originally, not he. He originally goes to just a regular prison, but he eventually ends up at this maximum security prison and his cell just broken glass on the floor they cover the floor with broken glass yeah, that's <laughs> i don't know about that I mean, yeah, I'm a- <laughs> i've never been to prison but yeah that sounds pretty silly sounds, but uh, it works though it works this movie's like i don't know it's it's fucking like it's just there when he first gets there do they like lay it out like a fresh like coat coat of it's just glass like every i mean morning? there's like the toilets filled uh, with shit i mean we got we got a new guy coming in Clean it up, and they're just like fucking not, throw glass. that in stuff it. really <laughs> makes sense. So in the in the sense that it's like those like corny action movies that don't make any sense. It's like that, but it's like super dramatic. And his character is like. It seems like you're digging this movie. I'm I like, fucking dig it. It's it's, it's the Thomas Shum original. Like, oh, it's, it's like fucking. Secure. It's fantastic. It's a thrill ride, man. It's fucking. I recommend everyone see it. I want to hear a rating. Four and a half. Man, one day you're gonna give something a five. 
Eh, it's not quite as like good time as a five. That's like a thrill ride, but this is more of a four and a half thrill ride. Four half and a five. It's a good score. I don't know why you're you're mad. No, I just want you to give something a five. You sounded so excited, and I thought like, is it this time? Is he gonna give it a five? I'd probably just take a half star off for being so ridiculously unbelievable. But while you're watching it, it's only unbelievable in retrospect. I think in uh in the moment you're not thinking about that shit and Vince Vaughn's character is just such a fucking I don't know. Just a very large sad man. I wanna watch it. Large, sad I've heard uh, I I've I've heard other shows and other things talk about this movie. I kinda wanna watch it. Oh, where did you where did you score this? Uh for? rent it on Amazon. Oh, Amazon has it. Nice. Not Prime, but rented. Yeah. I paid like six bucks or something. That's not bad. Like I don't mind throwing it's a, like yeah, six it's bucks. Yeah, it's a twenty seventeen movie. I mean it's worth checking out. I'm just pissed right now. Actually, like I was telling you guys right now, I was trying to watch Valerian and they didn't uh, I went on like 'cause I wanted to watch like a nice good quality of it and iTunes only had it for uh for sale and then I went to Google, they only had it for sale. Every Amazon for sale. I'm like, I just want to rent it for the day. This is before I buy something. I don't it's want. It's weird to. that it wasn't available for rent on Amazon. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. Like, it didn't even give me an option. I think it's just like this deal that they have, where like <coughs> there's a period of time where they just like release something for sale, especially if it's a big blockbuster. Then after a while, it's like an option to rent. Anyway, that's just my little gripe uh, for today. W- one thing I'll add about that movie. Sorry, I just wanted to finish a thought that I had. Um, you know how, like, when characters get angry in films, it's just, like, sometimes it's, like, unbelievable or it's just, like, out of nowhere. Like, they'll just, like, punch a mirror or something. This movie's not like that. It, You see the rage build up in his face. Yeah. Like, but it's fucking great. Vince Vaughn does a hell of a job. Like, you feel like he's... Ju- you kind of get in his anger for a minute and you're like, yeah, you fucked that car up. Like, you should uh, be mad right now. Like, you... He does. He's not just a violent person. You see it happen internally. You like. You get why he got to this point. It yeah, wasn't I mean, like it's like, irrational. Yeah, it feels like you know it is irrational to destroy a car, but <laughs> but like but, but he's you, doing you everything. It, you like, put yourself in his like, and you assume that you have his anger issues. Like he pulls it off that well. Hmm. It's great. I haven't seen Vince Vaughn in anything. Like what was the last? I think thing last he time did? I saw him was Hacksaw Ridge, and I wasn't a big fan of him in that. Me movie. neither. But he's great in this. This is him, you know, he's not being in a a comedy like Hacksaw Ridge. He was playing a serious character, but this is a real role, not that. Yeah. So he's he's not talking like super fast in this and and No, he's actually kind of a a silent giant. He's uh How tall is he? He's brooding. Well it's funny there's some prison guards like gambling on how tall he is in the film. Was it really? Yeah. (laughs) That's what he guessed. He's pretty tall. He's he looks massive in this film. Like it's like he was on stilts compared to everyone else. I think he really is just that tall though. He's a pretty tall dude. I'm gonna look this up. I'm actually kind of. They probably got short actors just to be safe. Just wait. What did you say? I said six five. What do you think? I can guess. I would say six five because that's what they said in the movie. Uh, no, he actually is six five. Yeah. Well, there you go. Wow. Will Ferrell's like six three. Didn't know that. Hmm. Funny fact. But there's some good uh, characters in this movie too. Like. Just like any uh, other notable actors, uh, it's just, just like uh, I already forgot her name, Jennifer Carpenter. We, we've seen her around. Other than that, <laughs> and got, other things, you got. I don't. I don't know who Dan Amboyer is. Mm, I don't think I do either. 
Hmm. Like I said, this guy doesn't make big budget movies. Gotcha. It's it's, it's almost like a B movie. Hmm. All right. What do you got, Harvey? That's all I have. That's all you watched? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got one as well. Um, I watched Lady Bird. Ooh. Uh, Glad someone who showed up to the podcast actually watched it. <laughs> I wanted to hear about it. Yeah, I was uh, I was looking forward to this movie for quite a while, so I had to get out there and see it. Um, Didn't live up to the hype. Yeah, Kips Bay failed me big time this morning, too, by the way. What? <laughs> when I went to see Lady Bird. Um, it's playing there? Yeah, it's playing at Kips Bay. Oh, I thought Bay. it was just Angelica and Lincoln Square. No, it's huh. playing at Kips Bay. And, uh, yeah, I went there. I got there, like, maybe 1045 or something for, like, an 11 showing. And, um, like, all of their systems were down. So you couldn't use debit card, credit cards, but you also obviously couldn't use MoviePass. And so, like, they wow. just wouldn't, like, let me in. <laughs> I'm like, this is bullshit. I got very angry. I didn't, like, punch a car or anything like that song. But <laughs> I was very upset. You should have. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know. Like, I walked there, like, all the way from the from Yeah, the because. It was yeah. terrible. So. It's not convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to go to Angelica and watch it. Um, so I was, it was a very long, you had to hear the train. Go yeah. By. I mean, I don't, I honestly don't mind it really, but yeah. Um, I would have much rather seen it at Kips Bay because of the seats and the screens a lot larger. Like I'm not a big fan of Angelica, although I like their selection. They always play really good movies. Yeah. Overall, I think, but, I think if you're going to go for theater, just experience, I think Kips yeah. Bay wins out a lot. Yeah. Angelica is like theater, just really awkward. And yeah. there's like, the, there's like, dude, there's like no elevation for like the back row. So it's just like if a tall person sits in front of you, you're fucked. Yeah. It's all just like the same yeah. elevation Which, um, and it's like we, super narrow. When we all went and saw Florida Project, I, uh, I was missing about one eighth of the screen the whole time. <laughs> still like the movie though. It's still like, I liked one eighth yeah. of the, like the majority of the movie that I did see. It's very upsetting when tall people will decide to sit like in the front rows to be like get your big ass in the back like what are you doing <laughs> it's the same thing at concerts and like tall people stand in front of you at concerts they look they look confused the like it's like what do you mean piece of shit um, <laughs> you're like a very disgruntled short person right now. <laughs> i am a disgruntled short person get in the what back of the bus <laughs> okay i'm gonna talk about ladybird yeah uh who I'll does it read star? The, i'll read the synopsis um well Ladybird is d- directed and written by Greta Gerwig, and it stars uh, Saoirse Ronan as the titular character. Uh, Lady two, Bird. both act, both actresses are great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Greta Gerwig's not in the movie, by the way. She just uh, wrote it and directed it. Um, <laughs> the synopsis is funny. The, <laughs> the I want to read this, dude. No, just listen. <laughs> listen first. <laughs> The adventures of a young woman living in Northern California for a year. <laughs> and that's it. Wow. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that mean? Could, <laughs> that could be any fucking movie ever made in California Dude, about what? a woman. <laughs> Yo. Honestly, the the fucking people in charge of this movie should, uh, should demand a different synopsis. I mean, I wonder if they wrote it or if the IMDb people wrote it. I mean, usually you write your own synopsis. For like a night, yeah. For, for IMDb, yeah, but it's job. like honest. No, I feel like it's like it's like this particular job is probably thrown to someone who's doing twenty other things. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh shit, I gotta get that out," and it's <laughs> just like writing something and then sends it out. Like, probably. fuck it, I don't got time. Probably like an it. intern at like one of the production companies. Or yeah, something like there's it. like so much other yeah. shit going they, they on. They got something snappy to say. Yeah, that was not snappy at all. <laughs> that was just a fact about the movie. She is a woman and she lives in 
Why is Nolan Baumbach on set of this movie? Oh, because she he's Greta dating Gerwig. yeah he's dating Greta Gerwig. Oh, I know that, but I just find it. I was just curious because I'm like seeing like like what they call it, set photos, and oh, I yeah. see them all hanging out. All right, uh, let's let's hear about this movie. Okay, yeah. Um, Lady Bird is like a uh, it's a very intimate and honest coming of age story about a young girl that lives in uh, Sacramento, and um, this movie is it's very charming and it's also like incredibly heartbreaking um yeah but it's also very charming and very very smart um Greta Gerwig did a pretty amazing job it's a a year in the life of a high schooler um the character played by uh Cersei Ronan her name is uh Christine McPherson I believe but uh she goes by Ladybird for some reason it's a name that she gave to herself um there's a very funny moment I think it's in the trailer where she says that she's a yeah, it's, it's, not true. it's given to me <laughs> by me. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty funny. So she like insists that everyone call her Ladybird, even her mom. Um, her mom is played by uh, Lori uh, Metcalf, who played uh, Jackie and uh, Roseanne. Um, oh, yeah, that makes me excited for. I, I don't know if you guys like Roseanne. I really love Roseanne, but um, yeah, that's uh, her mom, and her mom calls her Christine and stuff. But she insists that she call her Ladybird. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, this is like a year in the life of her uh, before she's going to college. She's a senior in high school. Um, and it's like that time in like uh, a teen's life where they're like learning who they are and like uh, uh, what they want to do and like uh, their place in the world. And um, it's also like her like wanting so much more. But it, that crushing uh, feeling or like that crushing reality that she's not going to get what she wants and not going to have everything and not going to live up to uh like the dreams that she has for herself i get that from this movie as well which is part of like the heartbreaking part that i talked that I talked about earlier um so yeah it's like a very familiar story because of that and um yeah it's also like a like a nostalgic and like romantic lens placed on uh sacramento i believe because uh greta gerwig is from there and um that also shines a lot through the story and it kind of makes it seem as as if uh, many of the, uh, I don't know, uh, or much of the movie is probably told from like a non-fiction uh, uh, perspective. I don't know how much of Greta Gerwig's life is in this movie, but it certainly seems like there could be a lot. And um, yeah, she wants the, to get out of this town. Christine does. She believes that real life is happening uh out there she calls it um which is like the northeast and place places where culture exists uh not sacramento and she like desperately wants to be a part of that stuff and um yeah ladybird's uh or ladybird's relationships are like a really big part of this movie and they make it really interesting um like she and her mom her mom have like a very strong and unique personalities but they constantly are clashing with each other at every opportunity and uh, that's kind of like the central relationship in this movie. Because um, her mom can like often be like brutally honest and critical of Lady Bird. And it almost seems like way heavy on the girl's self-esteem. And uh, I like the fact that you keep calling her Lady Bird. You will I mean, call her by her You will, you will no call her call, by no her call, name. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You just got to fucking watch it. Like, she is Lady Bird. You... Like in the beginning of the movie, like people question her, like, like what are you talking about? But by the end of the movie, like everyone's calling her Lady Bird. Um, 
and her relationship with her dad is like much more affectionate and much more loving on the surface and um one of the main uh issues in this movie stems from the fact that her dad uh recently lost his job so a lot of like uh financial issues because of that like uh kind of morph into a, like familial issues that kind of creep into the relationships of everyone in the family um and Lady Bird has one go- good friend played by, uh, uh, her name is Beanie uh, Fieldstein, who is actually Jonah Hill's uh, sister. And I did not know that until um, after the movie. I like looked it up and stuff. But uh, that's like, they have like, uh, pr- probably, they're probably each other's best friend and probably only friend, yeah. if I'm honest. And they're like very close. But uh, yeah, Lady decides that she's going to uh, try to fit in with the cool kids. And uh, kind of puts Julie on the back burner, and that's another issue that arises in the movie. There's no real like central conflict or central. I always uh, like that issue in this movie. <clears throat> it's just the year in the life of a high schooler and seeing her transform into like the person that she's probably going to be for the rest of her life, or at least her trying to figure that out. Um, but the real focal point for me in this movie is uh, the relationship between Lady Bird and her mom. It's like very clear that they uh, love each other, but that love is like so far removed removed from the surface because they're just constantly arguing and her mom's like always super critical of the things she does. Um, but, uh, their relationship is like really meaningful and it doesn't seem like melodramatic in any way. And it doesn't seem, uh, recycled or, or fake or you know, reproduced from anything else. It's very unique and it's very, uh, it seems very authentic as like the rest of this movie. This, this entire movie seems very authentic and very like in the scope of, of a real teenager and um, just them trying to grow up and trying to figure out who they are. That's what I've found uh, really endearing and very familiar about this movie. I can't, I can't express right now how much I like this movie. It's so fucking good. I mean, Um, you, you you can express how much you like this movie. I'm scared. Why? Gotta rate it. Um, Cause I'm getting excited, but this it's, happened to me with a ghost story. I mean, oh, I'm sure I like this though. I'm sure. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and confess. I cried like a fucking baby. This <laughs> like like bad. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucked then. Yeah. I, I cried. I almost cried in Cellbox 99. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, God, imagine what happens I now. Can't, yeah, I can't remember the last time I cried in a movie, but uh, yeah, this one got me. It's uh, it's just, it has several moments. That are just fucking heartbreaking. Um, they're not necessarily uh, tragedies in any sense. They're just, uh, I don't know, they're moments that you can really relate to, or at least that I could. So I don't know if it'll have the same emotional effect for you, but it certainly had it on me. And um, yeah, I was in the fucking theater crying like a... Like a, <laughs> like a baby? Like a baby. Is it, is it Bombach-esque? <laughs> like you know? I mean, it's very she, Bombach-esque. She probably um, has I, taken some, I you know... Yeah, influence from him. They probably, I feel I'm like sure they, they have. the way uh, the way they work together in other pictures. I feel like they just influence each other constantly. I bet. Oh, I believe this is her first like film she's mm-hmm. made. I believe. Yeah, but I mean, like in terms, debut. I mean in terms of uh, in terms of like when you know her acting with doing multiple projects with him probably gave him like some influence and like some creative. Yeah. Um, I want to say more, but I feel like more would uh, give too much of the movie away. I don't know how much I've revealed Does, already. Let me, but, let me uh, ask you something. Does it offend you that people from Ireland and the UK are better at doing American accents than we are of their accents? No, not really. I don't think so. 
Because she's Irish as fuck. Yeah, but I guarantee you she grew up watching Hollywood films. We don't grow up watching fucking Irish movies. Which is... It's... I want to be able to do their accent perfect, but when I do it, I sound like a fucking Jamaican or something. The thing about... I sound like... I'm yeah. not even close. I feel like the UK and like... <laughs> just like any like... Yeah. It seems so simple, but I think it's just the dialect in which they say certain things. Like the way we have like regional specific dialects or like, like yeah, well, accents. Are so good at it. I guess is what Harvey said. Yeah, they, it's they like grow up watching. I mean, yeah, like, she was born here. Our also. pop culture is big oh. there. Their pop culture is not big here. I mean, everyone watches Hollywood movies like across the world. Yeah, we don't watch their movies. Yeah, but Korean dramas are big here, and none of us can speak. I wouldn't Korean. say Korean dramas are big here. <laughs> it's a very, it's a niche, and a yeah. lot of people are. It's a fucking the typical huge person niche. doesn't watch Korean movies. I can honestly go up to a lot One of people. Four. Yeah, I'd say the yeah. typical person in like the UK does watch Hollywood movies. Though. Of course, everybody, of everybody in the world watches yeah. Hollywood movies. But Chi- don't you think Chinese people who watch our movies should be able to? No. Yeah, that's, not di- that's different I'm being yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they watch sub, they watch dub shit and they also don't speak dubs. English yeah that's the I think that's the, the biggest advantage that she has she or, she already speaks the language yeah <laughs> so uh, I mean like, from like I mean Jesus Christ she sounds like a real American girl let me finish up this shit a real American uh, girl 10 out of 10 yeah just yeah, give I'm it not, a 10 out of 10 score I don't score. know what more I could say about this movie um other than yeah just uh I don't know, like the heart of this movie, what it's about. Um, it's definitely told from a. It's obviously like the, the female perspective, um, on growing up as a teenager and uh, feeling like you want more in your life, and uh, also balancing that with a. Uh, I don't know, just the normal struggles of being a kid and your friends and your family. It sounds um, like it might fuck me up. Yeah, it fucked me up pretty bad, like real bad. Like I was, <laughs> I was like walking out of the theater, like trying to walk to the train. Like fuck, I gotta stop fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that. Yeah, like <laughs> I think the last movie I bawled like a like a real baby in was was Lion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was. But I was at home just sniffling away. <laughs> oh, I was. But, uh, yeah, this one certainly had that effect on me. Um, I I really love this movie. Um, I think Laurie Metcalf deserves an oscar for this movie uh hmm. like she's so great in this that's your roxanne or sorry <laughs> roxanne roseanne bias <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's mean, funny, i was gonna correct roxanne. you i was just sitting there like i knew the name <laughs> roseanne bias yeah, i don't know um I, I want other people to see this movie as well so you can uh well i want you guys to see it so you can so we can talk about it together i would in group yeah it's i really love this movie it's it's a five out of five for me for sure um, I'd watch this movie a hundred times again. Wow. Five out of five. The, f- the first one of the episode. Go, better not be Ghost Story. Just Go watch kidding. it. I This one, um, it appeals to me. Yeah. It does. You know what's so funny? You guys talking about going to movies and crying. I was, remember listening and watching an interview with, this, with the director. I forgot what it was, but the only thing I distinctly remember is just like, he's like, what the fuck's the matter with people? It's like every time I go to the movies now, or I see people walk out of the movies, they're just fucking sad. It's just like it's like why do we why do we create movies to make us feel sad? It's like isn't the whole point is to escape? And that's a that was just an interesting mean, point. I think uh, I don't know. I just find it, I mean I like sad movies as much as the next guy, but I just found it funny when he said it because I feel like it was kind of pointing just like how a lot of movies we watch now. Are just I don't like, think art is. I think film is probably in my humble opinion. The, the greatest art form to bless our uh, 
society and I, and I don't think it's like I think some movies you watch to escape and some you watch to to be uh you know yeah like that's a movie you watch to like yeah I was just I just find it funny I was just thinking about it because we we're talking about movies that you know like certain you go to movies theater and you I know watch. you're gonna cry you yeah. know you're gonna feel something know. well like you know when you see a trailer or if you see something you're like it's like this movie's gonna make me know. feel something like you you just watch something you kind of have this like impression yeah. like Thor I watched that to escape Exactly, yeah. but uh, no, he. Uh, I just found it funny the director was mentioning that, and I was thinking about that one. Yeah, you guys like Lady crying. Bird. Lady Bird, like I don't know, it makes you like revisit moments of your life, and uh, it makes you like reflect on what those moments meant to you. And uh, sometimes that shit can be sad. Yeah, because growing up is fucking miserable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> something else I want to say, like uh, I don't know, people often feel like uh, the places that they're from are just very terrible when they're growing up in them but when you look back um i actually hear sacramento is pretty shit yeah but when (laughs) if you grew up there i'm sure it's like it's an it's an endearing place if you grew up there i would i would imagine uh much like port st lucy is and even though you may like hate port st lucy when you're there when you look back on it it it's kind of like nostalgic and uh of course you you put like kind of like a romantic lens on it when you look back on it i was i was telling rose my girlfriend i was telling my girlfriend that i that i fantasize about getting a new girlfriend And, uh, <laughs> she, yeah, my brain just yeah, fucking she blew up right now. What did you just she, tell she your girlfriend? Well, I was, I was, t- we were talking about the nostalgia of like being where you, like coming from a, a, a different place. And I was like, I'm never going to be able to go back to Port St. Lucie with like, I want to go back with somebody and be like, and this is where I grew up, and this is you know where I used to hang out on weekend, like because she knows all that. She lit, she's from there too. Gotcha. Way, it's actually pretty way nice. To salvage that situation. You sounded like a piece of shit. Yeah, you sound like a piece of shit for a second. <laughs> I know. Uh, I do that. I know purpose. that feeling. I mean, I do that to. Actually, I do that to a lot of people well, you living could do that here. With, oh, you could do that with your girlfriend. Yeah. Well, I could do that with just anyone. I did that. I was. I you, went to the gym I the other do day. Do that with anyone? Yeah, I can. I can like be nostalgic and like no, look back at shit. No, I mean like I actually laugh. take them there. Oh yeah, I mean. You're just gonna hey, uh, but, you just met some dude. But, and you're gonna take him to your home. Well, I mean, like friends and stuff. Because like the other day, I was like walking and uh, from the gym with our, with our roommate Jesse, and we're walking by this stand. I'm like, you see that shit? When I was a kid, that was a fucking that was like a hut where the Jamaican guy would sell his fucking bootlegs of movies. Oh, okay. And like that's what I'm saying. Like it's just like I can literally cruise anywhere, not anywhere in New York, but most places in New York, and be like, when I was a kid, like that wasn't there. Or, like, I used to have, like, random memories, like, fun memories, like, just, like, and it's so weird, yeah. So, that's what I mean, like, I could do it with most, like, friends or, well, like, anyone. Yeah, you lived in New York and Florida, so. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. I can't wait, though. I can't wait for you to go back to Florida with, with Tiffany. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> She's, like, in the, the room next door. Being... I'll, t- I'll take her to our famous uh, the cliff? hangout. No, I'll, take us, I'll take her to uh, the, the beach. The, the rock, rock beach with rock, the lighthouse. Oh, you got to take every girl you ever attempted to be to, romantic with there. Yeah, that was like the spot. You just was like, I'm taking you somewhere nice and romantic. She's like, oh my God, this place is beautiful. The, the full moon. And it's, the rock is the rock. The waves are crashing on the rock. It's disgusting, though, how many of us brought girls there, though. When you th- like, it may seem romantic if you, just you two there, but like, we all were there. Yeah, <laughs> but the funny thing is, the spot out for this fucking. We did, and the beauty. I feel like also we had this weird redundant or this rule where we just like, hey, uh, where you guys at? <laughs> like making sure no one else was in that area. Yeah, rock Beach. You don't want, yeah. You don't want no one, no one else to go to that sacred spot while you yeah. were there. 
Oh God! All right, well, let's stop reminiscing. Now that Lady Bird has uh, invoked a, uh, a very nostalgic conversation about Rock Beach, I think it's time to get into the the main review. Let's uh, let's uh, uh press the tr- transition button. Yeah, yeah. Hit the hit the transition button. We're going to talk about uh, three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Here's a clip. She got killed. Still no rest. How come, I wonder? Because there ain't no God and the whole world's empty and it doesn't matter what we do to each other? I hope not. I don't know what the police are doing. I hadn't heard a word from them in seven goddamn months. I'll tell you this. I've heard an awful lot from them since I put them billboards up. All right. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. It's directed by, or written and directed by, Martin McDonough, starring Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell, and the creepy guy is back. Caleb, Caleb Jones. Got, they, they, dude, the guy won't. Is there an actor? With he him? will not. Quit. He's gonna. He's gonna surpass fucking Dustin Hoffman and like Tom Hanks, like in in credits. Yeah. Like right now, yeah. I he's feel in like, everything. Yeah, I see him. Like, how much movies have we seen him in this year? Probably like four. He four was all right. Five, let's yeah. think about it. This movie, uh, American Made. Get out. Yeah. Uh, Florida Project. Florida Project. He was in Florida Project. Okay, yeah. so that's four. There's, there's something else. There's, there's way something more because there was something else I remember seeing him in. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, talk we'll about get that. But, uh, yeah. So uh, the, I'm going to read you a synopsis here. According to IMDb, <laughs> in this darkly comic drama, a mother personally challenges the local authorities to solve her daughter's murder when they fail to catch the culprit. All right, Steve. What did you think about? Uh, Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, a.k.a. three billboards. Yeah, let's, we're going to shorten that <laughs> shit because it's going to be three billboards because everyone who's been asking me, what movie do you say? I say, three billboards. And that's all I've been saying. Jerks with that. for making us say that long title. Uh, I'm going to start by saying this. <sighs> maybe this is like maybe a question I'm going to propose, but do you feel like this uh, Martin McDonough is like creating like this, his own contained world? Like, I believe in, he does in, that with all his movies. Yeah, like it's like this weird... Like it's definitely real world. It's like it's here and now, but in its own way, it's like has this like level of ridiculousness that just kind of exceeds like kind of normal reality. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's emotions, everyone's feelings, everyone's like desires are like a little bit heightened, and like their reactions to things, especially violence, is always a little bit over the top. Uh, but I think that's why I like his work, and. And I definitely like this piece of work that he's done. Uh, I'm going to say that it's not my favorite. I think In Bruges still has that title of like my favorite piece that he's done. But I I had a really good time with this movie. Um, I like Frances McDormand. I think she was hilarious. And Sam Rockwell. He 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 was like the he was like the borderline of just like irritating and like almost hating him. But then he had like these moments where it's just like you can't help but laugh. Because of so much, like how much of a simpleton he he comes off as. Yeah. Uh, and then Woody Harrelson, I love the fact that he just always just. I think he's just himself, or not even himself, but he just he's so good at playing, not really an asshole, but just like, <laughs> like a real person. Like the things he just says constantly, like just being a smart ass, or just kind of being like quick to the draw yeah. most of the time. And mm-hmm. I and I, I don't know. I feel like we get some of the like like better performances from these actors 
in this movie. Just like, especially when they're just being yeah. assholes. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like kind of the through line for a lot of his movies. It's just like, especially like the violence, especially just the acting, like everything is kind of heightened, especially like the more negative aspects of their personalities are heightened. And I think that's what makes it a lot of fun and funny, especially in the situation. Uh, I thought it was kind of poignant as well in terms of like the subject matter and how, you know, especially the things we're going through currently, like in the climate, especially with like police officers. Uh, I, I, I thought, I thought it did a good job without it kind of crossing lines. I, I felt like it was able to kind of like really walk that tight line. Uh, yeah. So overall without seeming too pre- preachy, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think that's what it, it does so well is that it just has this very just dark humor. And I think that's what benefits or makes it work. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? I feel like I'm just kind of like rambling because um, I don't have notes. So I'm just like expressing everything at once. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go hard? Sure. Yeah. Take that swig. Um, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah. Um, what else is uh, Mark? McDonald, he's made Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, I've only seen in Bruges that and this. Yeah, and in Bruges, um, I like Seven Psychopaths and I like in Bruges, but uh, I don't, th- I don't think I've seen anything else of his. But yeah. so far, I think this is by far uh, my favorite film of his. Um, although I do really like the other one, I'm not shitting on those. I just think this is by far his best work. I um, think, I think this is no, I think this is like the three movies he's done. Oh, I'm really? looking at his IMDb like. No, okay. he has. I think he has a five director's credits, but I think these are like the bigger ones. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, they are like the three features he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this is well. This is my favorite so far. Um, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, Fra- uh, Francis McDormand is a uh, a really awesome character. She, uh, yeah, she's like basically taking on the heat or like the weight of this town, like against her because she's just making it kind of a uh, like a vendetta and gets her in the police the police chief who's played by Woody Harrelson and um it's easy to be on her side because she's a mother that's lost her daughter and um she has she hasn't seen anything uh come out of the investigation so she's understandably upset and um and frightened and it's also kind of easy to be on her side because a lot of the dudes and the and the police force are like these dumb hicks that just, uh, I don't know, are kind of pieces of shit, specifically like Sam Rockwell's character. They're fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> shit. <laughs> they're like just a big piece of shit. And they seem to only be concerned with like, with like themselves and like uh, self-preservation, not necessarily doing their jobs, but, you know, like um, just making sure they don't get in trouble or don't get fired or yeah. something like that. It's almost like a gang. And she actually mentions that when she's talking to the priest, how they're like a gang. But yeah, yeah there's how, a lot of great like monologues here where this, the, especially that priest moment. Yeah, um, but this movie is really, it's re- like uh, Steve said, humor is really dark. Uh, it's got some really, really uh, distasteful jokes, I guess, but they're fucking hilarious. And um, there's also a good amount of uh, of comedy in this movie, which uh, which I really enjoyed. I'm trying to uh, like dance around some stuff and it's difficult yeah uh i think i I also want to bring up uh when you're mentioning how the way uh it's easy to be on her side but i I found moments that was kind of easy to be on woody harrelson's side as well because he had a one line in the movie where he said it's just like 
he's like, are those the whole thing about those billboards is that it's bringing attention to her daughter's murder and and it's bringing it's kind of like calling out one particular person in the police department and it's calling out him and he uh he's like are those billboards really fair like he's like i understand like you're upset and I, and it's you could kind of see both sides like it's never to the point where it's a complete one-sided thing like you see these like atrocities and you see these things kind of going back and forth on both sides of the part, like the line. And you're like, and it's like, it's like, I understand what, what Woody Harrelson's character was kind of like saying in terms of like, Oh, well, I mean, it's like, this is not really helping the situation. You're just kind of adding fervor, but you yeah. know, but you understand why she's doing it. That's the reason she's doing it. Uh, so I, I think, I think it's able to kind of like, again, walk this line where like you kind of see both character sides and understand them and who they are and like their motivations. I think he, I think he really knows how to write characters really well or people at least. Yeah. I mean, seven psychopaths. He's got seven psychopaths. <laughs> but that was, that's like very meta. Like that's like, it's a, it's about a, it's about a screenwriter <laughs> yeah. writing a script of the movie, seven psychopaths. So, I mean, that one kind of gets um, in there. Yeah. I, um, I would say I'm with Harvey on this. I like this one more because I think Seven Psychopaths is a good movie and I really enjoyed it, but it is a little meta. It does leave you a little empty with that meta concept. Yeah. Um, In Bruges, uh, while very good, I think it's a little slow in comparison to this where it's like the ridiculous stuff happening is more engaging. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did enjoy it. I think it... um, I think it really uh it 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 held up. In the beginning I, I thought it was gonna like it started doing these weird tonal shifts where I was like, What what kind of movie or what kind of universe is this? Like you said, you know, like no, yeah, building his own little world. He does, yeah, and, and I, I love it. And I really at first do. I was like, Oh no, I might not like this and then like, you know, after the first twenty minutes go by, I'm like hooked in all these characters i'm like fucking loving sam rockwell he's just hilarious and uh there's things that happen in this movie that are just they're not they couldn't happen in real life and it's it's hilarious and it's like a brawl in cell block 99 it's weird but 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 it, i feel like, like it, it always draws that line before it gets too far yeah but and i love the little details they put in the film like um like you know how certain like movies particularly ones that mouth breathers like <laughs> where everything in the film just seems so like de- like sterile and strategically placed to like help the story along whereas like there are things in this where they just they go off on like little tangents for fun like like for instance like the dentist scene you know <laughs> like stuff like that it's not it doesn't need to be there but it's fun you know yeah and i like stuff like that um i'm, I'm interested i like doing that Mm-hmm. sort of thing when I'm watching a film I like uh, the surprise um, yeah friends McDormand her character is very very charming even though there's like weird things about her that like <laughs> like you know for a fact and I know I don't care what anyone says anyone in this table none of us will be her friend like it, it's like I feel like she literally pushes people away. Like really, yeah. I'm, like she, she, I'm very sexually attracted to her for some reason. What? <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's weird. It's not weird. She, first of all, get, first of all, first of all, she's like a very audacious and a very like. I understand. Uh, I understand where Harvey's coming from. It's the. It's just the thing she puts out there. Yeah, I get it. Uh, but 
I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. But no, she. It's just like, but her personality and how the way she kind of like, kind of like just spits out venom sometimes. I feel like she's, she's very, very hard to she's be friends very with. Truthful her. too, though. Yeah, I think that's what. I don't know. She's very just charismatic, like that. Uh, I don't know. Everything she she kind of says, like it, it feels like it has purpose in the movie, because she has a purpose in the movie. Yeah, and you understand um, that that through line with with that main character. <laughs> And yeah. it stays with her. It's not like it's not like is this like oh something that she, certain characters like oh like they go through these like ups and downs and it's just like you're not sure who they are in the end. But like this, she literally has her purpose from beginning to end, and I like that. Yeah, I did laugh quite a bit, um, particularly like the the serial scene that was funny to me. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, speaking of that kid, he's in Lady Bird too. Right? Yeah, yeah uh, it's funny. I think his name is Lucas. Yeah, Hedges. Lucas. Hedgers. He, he had a couple of scenes where I was kind of awesome. iffy about. Yeah, yeah, he's you know, he, he wasn't a big part of this movie. Yeah, yeah, he just had some scenes where I'm like, he'd say a couple lines, and I felt like that could have been probably redone or something. Like, I just didn't but feel it, it. Everything like, like they, you know, certain movies with this subject matter would want you to believe that, like, you know, the oh they they killed my baby, you know, like you know that we had such a great relationship. But there's a flashback to like. Where they're calling each other cunts, you know, and stuff yeah, like, like that. It's very honest. And the whole, I mean, the whole house, it's like one of those white family households where you could just call your mom a cunt. That would have um, got fucked up. I, I would have I mean, I mean, been in the backyard. This is not, I'm not saying all, like, I never grew up in that kind of, you know, fuck you, mom, kind of house household. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure a lot of white families are like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this was... This is actually quite a, a fun little movie. No. It really is just a little movie, you know. I mean, there's no, I don't know. That's the thing about I feel like his films. After watching this, this is the third one of his of his films. So, I think it's just like when you watch it, I think you just you can enjoy it. Like you enjoy. It. It's never really like this trudge to get through. You you know you're gonna laugh. You know there's gonna be like really good like a little bit more spontaneous action sequences. Like some, there was. I think one of my favorite scenes was with Sam Rockwell in the uh, the sales uh, person. Yeah, like that it's scene, a great scene. The, the, where he, where he, I would say that, this, he broke the mirror or that, he broke the door. Yeah, that's not even a funny scene. I mean, it's, it's funny. not funny. It's, it's funny, but fucking it's great it's well scene shot. though. It's yeah, so that. well shot and like the music. Yeah, it's, it's very good. So good. Like it was just like and that's what this movie's filled with. It has like these lot of just great scenes and just so well shot and just like that music. He was on yeah. point. Loved it. The characters are really great. He's really good at making very interesting characters. Yeah. Um, you can kind of hate them too. Yeah, you, you, it's like you understand why you can hate them. Like I mean, he did this with Colin Farrell's last two movies, where you like you can hate them, you can but hate you them. still like them. They're exactly. still endearing in some way. Um, there's like something you can cling yeah, on to. There's always like some redeeming qualities, and he's also very good at just I don't know, as you guys said earlier, like building these like worlds or universes with. Uh, I don't know, just they're just absurd places and absurd behavior happens within these stories, but it seems perfectly natural within the context of yeah. of these stories for some reason. Yeah, it's always... And but it, it's not. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's... And I feel like it's like a through line with all his films is like it's like these absurd behaviors is usually... It's always spats of violence. And there's like no repercussions for anyone's exactly. behavior Exactly, like it's just like... It's like someone would do something. I think she has a great scene you see in the trailer where she fucking kicks the shit out of this kid like he <laughs> yeah, I'm like, kicks him in the fucking crotch 
And then she kicks this other girl, the fucking same thing, dude. And she just leaves. No one says anything. Yeah. Like, uh, someone would have been arrested in real life. Yeah. yeah. No, but it, it just, it made such, I don't know. It was so impactful and so funny when it did happen because she's doing something that sometimes we all feel like we want to do, especially in this, in her situation. Like he's like, no, you can't give me shit. Fuck you. It's like, I deserve to behave this way. I can act like this. Yeah, I mean, like in the trailer, they talk about like, oh, we're the police. We've done everything we can, you know. And like, you want it to be like a hero's journey. Like, no, you, you haven't, you haven't tried this. And then she proposes something to him, and it's like, uh, no, like realistically, no, that's not a solution. But it's funny that her character would even think that she's supposed to be the hero. Yeah, and she just says this dumbass shit. Whereas, like. If you're the audience, I don't think you're emotionally with her on that. Yeah. Like, you're, you know that it's, like, kind of absurd. And you're like, yeah. Uh. You're not like, all right, let's, uh, you're the hero, but you need to relax because that's <laughs> not logical. <laughs> and that's what I mean. Like, you you can see a little bit of both sides where it's not, like, it's not catering to one or the other. But, um, <laughs> yeah, good uh, good scenes. N-word thrown around a couple times. <laughs> uh, You know, that's a funny thing. Yeah, uh, I feel like he, I feel like he does it a little bit more tastefully than maybe some other directors I don't want to name right now. Um, so start with a Q and end with Inton Tarantino? Yes. <laughs> I think I think like when he does it, I don't know how anyone feels about this, but I, I try to watch the first, uh, I watched the first like 15 minutes of uh, Hateful Eight. I was super tired, but I was like trying to watch it and like the first 15 minutes, I eventually fell asleep, but it was just, it's just, this woman getting slapped a whole bunch and like the n-word getting thrown around constantly and i'm just like it's like it's not it, it was like it felt like it was kind of like not needed like why i feel like i well, feel like in this movie i, I feel like know. i feel like it, it like it is like it was like said but it was just like or even even like or even if it is like well, it's the same in Django. i mean it's not even like... I think that probably fits, though. Yeah, yeah that I mean, makes sense. I'm thinking if you go back... The only way to know is to go back in the time machine and see how how often they really use it. But it's just like... But it's... Probably but it's Tarantino, and then on top of that, it's like an over-the-top... It's not like a historically accurate film, let's be honest. I know, but I hear like 40-year-old white dude saying it a lot now. <laughs> so oh, I, can, well. I can imagine when, uh, when fucking... Uh, when slavery was legal, that they would fucking say it very liberally. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just saying like when it gets to that dark comedy and just like like and you know it's not even just that, but also like certain like racial stuff that and also kind of like sexist ideas that kind of come up or even homophobic. It's like it's like done in a way where it's not I feel like is offensive. It's just kind of like pointing out something. Yeah, and you laugh like, at the fact that I it's do there. like the the fact that the. You know, he he wasn't scared to do that stuff. Which, but I feel like he doesn't have to do it throughout the whole fucking food. Well, I'm so, saying, yeah. but, like, I don't know, man. In this climate... What are we it, talking about? Oh, we're just talking about just, like... Uh, this movie. movie. Three, yeah, this, three billboards. Uh, three billboards, yeah. I, did, I like didn't the, hear it a lot. I mean, you know, I, when, I he brought, when they brought up, like, fags a few times, like... Well, yeah, yeah, but that, I feel like I mean, it wasn't, like... Uh, that's the South, though. I mean, that... I, I know, but it's dangerous to just, like, put that shit in film. You know, Hollywood is known for being... A liberal, uh, well, I felt on like the surface, yeah, on the yeah. surface, it's known for being liberal. Yeah, I was just, I was just pointing out that I felt like, oh, you know, it was just, it wasn't like he didn't just want to, just, he didn't go fucking all out, like, uh, and just like everyone's just like, like hateful spilling. Like, again, there was like this one scene with Sam Rockwell where he's just like, 
someone says something and she, she he's like you can't say that you can't say that anymore <laughs> you have to say that like persons of color or something like that and like yeah. it's just like that's what i mean like it just i don't know man I, I, I got off at broadway junction the other day and there was a i heard a group of guys call the pope a faggot oh really yeah oh well, well it's, they, cool. so you know like the the black guys who dress up in like garment and they have like Oh, they pass out, like, reading scriptures? Oh, they're, like, screaming about, like... The being, end of time? They're, like, Israel and stuff. Yeah. Stuff like that. Oh. Like, and this faggot pope... Oh, really? <laughs> oh, wow. That's I was great. like, I gotta get to... I gotta get home. This is... That's crazy. This is very intense for... I've never I've never heard that. I've, se- I've seen it a few times in New York, actually. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, man. Just out in, out in public. Mm-hmm. In Brooklyn. Fucking... <laughs> It's well, crazy. I don't know. I just thought I just thought he was able. He he did it tastefully, like all like the dark, like the, when it comes to the comedic elements, and especially when yeah. it gets a little darker, he did it very well and was tasteful and wasn't too crazy. No, uh, no, everything was uh, enjoyable. I thought. Yeah. Um, Francis Francis McDormand though she, uh, I don't know her and uh, Sam Rockwell they were, I don't know they were the best things about this movie in my opinion. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sam Rockwell is just so fucking versatile, and I've never seen him in a in a role quite like this. But he yeah, fucking killed it. You almost don't recognize him. Yeah, he's just this fucking. He's got like a big, <laughs> fucking wife beater. He's got like a big beer belly, and he's just yeah. fucking. You know, <laughs> it's nice. A shitty ass police officer yeah. haircut. Yeah, it's pretty fucking awesome. And uh, yeah, both the characters were great. Um, I just love the idea of her character too. She's like a, I don't know. She's like a morally like uncompromising and like decent she's person. A, she's even, a vigilante. You know? Yeah. Even though she like does like pr- some pretty fucked up shit in the movie. Like, I don't know her motivations in her, uh, yeah, everything behind the, like, uh, in her heart, it seems like she's doing the decent thing and that she's just, uh, well, she's a person who's just kind of been pushed and yeah. she feels like that's the only way she can. Like, again, it's just like, Characters who feel like the only way to really do anything is to act out in violence, or kind of like you know fucking just yeah. act out in any way. And I like her. Her character is like she's hard to judge. Like you, you want her to be this like older hag from the south. This you know you know like typical viewpoints and everything. But she's kind of like she's just a wild card kind of. Yeah. And she's uh she's enjoyable to see what she does next. You know. Mm. I agree. Uh, I feel like we're uh, seems like we're kind of all digging this movie. Yeah, I thought somebody might hate it. I remember Sean was like, uh, "That does not look good." Yeah, yeah. I don't I'm know, not I, really I, sure what what he. I don't know what trailer he. I'm trying to figure out what trailer he watched, but when I watched it, I was like, yeah. "Ooh, sure I'm ready." Had, I thought the trailer looked uh, enticing enough. Yeah, to exactly. See it. I mean, I've seen some shitty, shitty like Dark Tower was a pretty shitty trailer. Like, if we're talking about shitty trailers this year, I can give you like a list. Blue Sean liked that trailer too. He said it looked like the action was good. Ooh, that shit was <laughs> yeah. trash. God, that was pretty bad. Sorry, Idris Elba, but uh, what what's Stephen King up to now? Like, he only has one good movie this year. He released like what four? It, it, Dark Tower, Gerald's Game, and 1922. And it's only been like one really good one or one. But good it's one. like it's almost just like you know, like tried and tried. Like yeah, tested. I mean, everybody. It's kind of a cult classic type. I heard the original was terrible. Let's not get talk about it. Yeah. I, don't, I feel like it's anyway. Talk yeah, let's talk about, about this. Or do you want to? I don't think so. Scores. I feel like we all completely dig like this. 
Yeah, this is a fun one. I'd say go out and uh, check it out. Yeah, I think it's so. It's funny. Think, it's, you know. I think it could be, like, universally liked uh, mouth breathers and... and <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah, like when I went, I went, High like... brow viewers alike. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I actually went to a last-minute showing. Like, I made it on time at 6.50, got into the theater. I'm thinking, like, whatever, like, it's not going to be that busy. Get in, fucking packed in really? that theater. You can never put it. New York Union is square? crazy. Union Square. I was just like, "Holy shit!" I my thought everyone's gonna be rewatching like, Thor. Or everyone's gonna be watching other movies, and I get there like, chill. "Holy shit!" So yeah, I had a lot of old people in my theater. I uh, <laughs> the funny thing was like, people were like walking, trying to look for seats. People were like, you know, when people just stand there, and they're like looking around for seats. And I come, I caught one. I'm like, there goes one right there. I pointed. Yeah. I'm like, I'm calling my shot. And I like these people were standing in front of me. I'm like, excuse me. And I fucking just scooted out of everyone's way, cut to the front. Sure. And I go like this. I'm like, I, <laughs> I see this older woman. I'm like, excuse me, is that taken? And she's like, no. And I'm like, thank you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Ruthless. And I'm like, I just fucking my shit. I'm like, just sit, New York will bring the jerk out of you. And just sit down. Little little you got to make a scene. I had to because I was like, everyone was just standing. On the like, on the, the road, like, clueless look on their yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, and then they're they're on the <laughs> stairs, standing. Like I'm like, okay, I found my spot. Do? I'm calling my spot. Nice. I'm taking the spot. Did you pee on it? Uh, yes, I did pee, and then on top of that, I spilled some butter to make right. sure no one else will take it. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> you so ever seen those like life hacks? Like spill your coke in the seat in front of you so you can put your feet up. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest dick move. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty fucked up. There, <laughs> because the thing is, like, you know, who gives a fuck who sits in front of you? I feel bad for the the employee that's gonna have to like, oh, fuck, man. I'm trying to go hey, home man, after a hard <laughs> like, day's work. I'm sometimes so you want to put your feet up. I'm so tired. I'm worked a fucking 15 hour shift to the movie theater. Why are they making me work so long? <laughs> I'm surprised that people actually work at movie theaters. They go in with this attitude, like, oh, I love movies. I work at a movie theater, and they leave with this, like, you know pain inside i feel like back in the day it was like this really like magical thing to work in a movie theater now you're like worse than a mcdonald's worker like you know, well, yeah it's just the right, same thing gotta, like they, they just they just insult these people let's well, move on yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like yeah i mean they just i feel it's like cool. most of the theaters it are. sounds cool in theory but i don't think they're having fun well when you're in high school or in college like i wouldn't mind working in a movie theater any job seems great in high school yeah because you're like oh free movies i yeah. get to go to movies anytime i want and bring my friends like it's the best thing in the world but now we have movie pass. You guys want to throw out some scores? Yeah, let's yeah, hear your so. score, uh, Steven. Four out of five. Wow, that's high. <sighs> kind of put me on, on the spot here. Four out of five. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Yeah, it's four star. <laughs> four star movie. It's good. I feel like I've been giving out four stars a lot lately. I need to give something a good one. Yeah, uh, well, we'll see next week. What's going on? Let's look it up. It's I already a, got it. Up. It's a four Don't out of five for me as well. Um, Solid picture. Overall, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good movie. It has really great characters and um, just a really interesting uh, world and an interesting uh, take on Missouri. And um, I don't know. I've, I just had several minor issues, and that's the only reason why I couldn't score it higher. Otherwise, I love everything else about this movie. Dude, yeah. this movie has a ninety-five percent Rotten Tomatoes. Holy yeah, so shit! Thor, though, Lady Bird is a hundred. Um, this fun <laughs> fact, I, I had this thought, right? I saw the mountains in some of the shots and they looked too robust. And I know Missouri's not known for very robust mountains. 
There's some hills and like puny mountains. Sure enough, it was filmed in North Carolina. Oh, really? I knew it. I fucking knew it. You can't fool me. Somo the, the, the Navigator. Yeah, the fucking that's Navigator. That tattoo. That's Never right. loses his direction. Yeah, that's tell right. tell the viewers about or tell the listeners about your tattoo. I have a compass on my arm. We're gonna uh, we're gonna put a photo of it on the, <laughs> on the website. That, that'll actually just be the episode photo. It's not gonna be a still from the movie. It's gonna be your tattoo of the of the compass. Yeah. All right. Let's talk uh, <laughs> enough about my tattoos, and let's talk about next week. We got some. Uh, I gotta tell you, I'm not fucking happy about this. You know what we're going to have to do, right? But I still feel like I have you to... You know what we have to do, I right? I think it's time to shit on some stuff. We've been I watching a lot of good movies. I have no idea what comes out next oh, week. Oh, you're going to be so excited. Let me let me read it to you. It, things no, like no, this... Start off, don't start off with the one you're gonna, we're going to end up picking. Just start off with something else. All right. So Denzel Washington's back. We got uh, Roman J. Israel. I kind of want to watch this because I like... I Esquire? That, yeah. Esquire, yeah. Sorry, I forgot the... Because this is Esquire. director of Nightcrawler, correct? Yeah, and I uh, love Mike good Crawler. trailer, good trailer. Oh yeah, um, we got a movie called Wonder. It looks like uh, could be something there. Uh, Owen Wilson. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure what it's about, but uh, Mudbound, right? Yeah, but we got the fucking Justice League. <laughs> God, I mean, Thor was like it comes out next week. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that shit creeps up on you. Yeah. yeah, you don't know. You thought it was gonna be the summer. I was hoping it would be like twenty twenty. Marketing must have been bad because I haven't really. Yeah, they've not been. It should have been all up in my face. That's all they've been seeing. Really? I've been seeing I'm trailers seeing nonstop of 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 I, the of the Flash making really. whips and quips and these was like. I'm oh. calling it. I'm not. I don't think it's gonna be good. However, I think I'm gonna pick it because I feel like I'm ready to listen. I know for a fact this movie's gonna be a fucking CGI fuck fest. I know it's gonna be just like all CGI. Well, so is Thor, but we still had fun, yeah, right? CGI, uh, but that was pretty fun, though. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. But I feel like this I is just—I don't it mind it for fun. Because the thing is, like when I looked at Thor, and I, and I don't notice the CGI as much as I do when I watch the trailer for Justice League. I think Justice we League, uh, we talked about you're watching it with hate filled. Lenses. I've been burned yeah. way too many times. We, damn uh, it. <laughs> I think we brought this up though. Uh, I think Sean made a good point that comic books are supposed to be fun, and like I, I think the problem with this particular franchise here is that it's like taking itself too serious, and that's why I don't think. I, I don't. I don't care what anybody says. Wonder Woman was not a good movie. I think yeah, am I the only one who's watched all of the DC? EUs or DC probably yeah EUs. I didn't even watch Batman vs Superman I've watched all of them I watched Suicide Squad Batman didn't, Superman, didn't like, Wonder Woman that's the only one I haven't watched is Wonder Woman I watched Man of Steel I, I just watched, haven't watched I watched all those B versus S but I watched really Suicide bad. Squad and Suicide Squad is trash yeah but Suicide Squad didn't take itself seriously though but it is bad editing was a fucking nightmare Oh my god, that was atrocious. That was their attempt at like a Guardians type thing, but uh, yeah, they did a bunch of reshoots after Guardians came out because they, they Ooh, thought, look what they did. They god, Hollywood is fucking disgusting. No, that's what happens when you have a boardroom of people just sitting around like, yeah, let's make that. Yeah, I say we just good. we just get rid of the Harvey Weinstein's and just like let the actual artists do the. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 
I mean, but, uh, that would be chaos. <laughs> probably, but we'll get I, a lot of just like weird fucking, I think, like esoteric shit. We'd just be like, yeah. and I think, fuck. I think there'd be a lot of like uh, close up of like dicks and stuff and just weird shit <laughs> happening. There'd be a lot of weird stuff going there'd on. There'd be a lot of just out there shit, man. Fucking 30 minutes of Louis C.K. jacking off on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we didn't bring oh, that man. up earlier. We, we don't have time to talk about uh, <laughs> masturbation and and uh, all of our our idols being disgusting people. But maybe we'll get to it another time when the next next week we can talk. We can talk about out. how much of a what what a scumbag move he pulled. We can talk about it next sure. Time. Yeah, um, but we got to pick a movie here. So fuck it. Let's just get it out of the way. Justice League. Mean Steve for Justice League, Harvey. So it doesn't matter what you pick. Because Sean already told me what he's picking. What? He's picking Justice League. Didn't uh, Jason Momoa get in trouble too? For like a rape joke or some shit like that? Really? Yeah. Everyone's well, getting well, in trouble. Well, jokes are a little different than I mean, actions. The act of jokes. I guess, but you still get in trouble. Yeah, yeah of course. They, uh, no. Chris ben Rock. Ben Chris Rock too. Chris, Chris Rock's under the gun right now. Can right? we? Yeah. Can we talk quickly about like no. the overall like the aesthetic change of this movie? Because I heard Joss, Joss Whedon came in to like Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. What is he doing? He came in to try to clean it up, to clean up this movie. And uh, I feel like crazy can that, he like, do that people like him. Yeah. Are, well, fucking Ron Howard. Like, Ron Howard came up to clean up the Han Solo movie. So I mean, I, I guess they can. That's what Disney does when it's just like. No, or like any kind of like big corporation does. Like if they don't like what someone's doing, they probably can fire yeah, him. Yeah, like, like Taika Taika Waititi. Like Zack Snyder, he left the project. He's done with these movies. I mean, God bless him. I mean, yeah, I'm kind of glad. Let's uh, too little, too let's late. let's see what happens. He already gave us fucking B- BVS. That was yeah. pretty bad, dude. You need to watch that, Tom. All right, I'll. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not looking forward to this it's gonna feel like a chore it's gonna be like a me swatting mouth breathers away like it's gonna be rough but uh damn it oh the only one i can stomach is Watchmen. sure yeah watchman's the only one i can really watch that's the only snyder movie i i'm trying to think of the other ones and i really can't think of them 300 but i'll give i'll give people this when they say wonder woman was the best one They damn right. I think that it really is the best one that came. Have you out. seen the uh, memes good. with like Batman and Superman? They're in like uh, they're like uh, behind Wonder Woman, and he's like, "Hey, just go talk to her." And then he's like, uh, "Hey, could we uh, maybe get in your movie?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people think Wonder Woman's a solid five star movie, and I'm here to tell you, it's obviously. I need, I need a real. I need to hear why because. I think this is what it is. It's that I think it's the whole idea. I think someone brought this up. It's just like when you're given shit constantly, like just like you're not giving anything good. And when someone no, gives you like a real, that. like something, oh, wow, this is not bad. Like they kind of take you. But that's only, that's if you just watch shit though. That's all, But I that's mean, the thing. Yeah. Like with these DC movies, honestly, think about which one has been good. But I mean, aren't they, there's plenty of Marvel movies. Yeah, that's that what I'm saying. You fun. can also compare it to Marvel movies, though, and it's clearly not on the level. Marvel with like, movies are just. Oh yeah, like, easily. But I think yeah, I, I would agree. It's not on the level of like a Marvel right. movie. But well, I'm just saying. I think that's why people took it and ran because they're like it's the best one because it literally is the best one of all these shitty movies. Gotcha. So maybe if they just take that formula, maybe just elevate it, maybe just do it better. That's like if you had a bunch of serial killers. Oh, he's not bad. He only killed one or two people (laughs) compared to... All right. Another one of my bad analogies. Why don't we uh, move on? (laughs) Justice League. All right. Let's... Let's... Um, Guess what, Tom? It's uh, it's an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh, all right. Oh shit! That's actually fun. not that bad. Yeah, uh, it could be. Bad. It, it could be like BBS. BBS was like two hour over two hours. Yeah, that's what I mean. I was, I was hoping 50. that's like late, that's Ladybird territory. I could rewatch Ladybird for that. <laughs> all right. Well, we got a topic uh, discussion thing going on. I'm not sure how it's going to go or w- what exactly the. This is Harvey's topic. Yeah, but let's uh, let's let's give the mic to Harvey. Harvey, why don't you tell us about this yeah, discussion? Pass me the having. mic, please. All right, here we go. Um. <laughs> Tell us what you tell us um, what you think. I don't know. I fucking I came up with this in like five seconds because I mean I'm not against said, it, but I want to hear your 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 explanation. Uh, I wanted to do like a discussion topic where we don't pick favorites, but we just do discussions. But that didn't work out, so I came up with the uh, best hairstyles or haircuts in uh, cinematic history. Our our you know our favorites. The like who who was who's bringing that fucking heat that uh like the cool hair fashions and stuff like the, that uh, cool hair fashions yeah. okay oh I got that um, now what what inspired this uh, yeah uh, it was Frances McDormand in uh three billboards she three did billboards. have a trendy haircut yeah like if you look in the flashbacks like her hair is normal and it's like long but yeah like throughout the movie like in the present um her hair is like in a ponytail like almost kind of like a man bun and it's then the back it. is shaved yeah, yeah I like that like a hipster haircut yeah it did it was it was strange yeah yeah it was very strange especially for like a uh like a six year old woman like living in the south like it's a very strange haircut so um yeah so i it was also I, a very cool haircut though i really liked it that's why i was inspired to yeah i mean i liked it as well but i said i want to start it off because i do have two options two that i want to throw out there okay and i think obvious the first one the reason i don't i didn't want to pick those my main one because it's so fucking obvious but it is star wars princess leia Mm. That is like hands down the most iconic. I mean, yeah. look. It's That's iconic, why I did, but it is. I'm not attracted to it. But second choice, the the one that I think of when I hear like outrageous or just like out there or just like hairstyles in general in film is Chris Tucker in Fifth Element. Yeah, I, I was that was gonna be my runner up. That's a good one. And on top of that, let's talk about great Chris Tucker. Were you guys that out movie. with us? Were you guys out with us on Halloween? I was out because I was watching. Uh, we watched Arachnophobia at the bar. Remember? Oh, uh, yeah. was that Halloween? That was the weekend of Halloween, right? Maybe I remember Arachnophobia being played at some bar, though. Yeah, it was the weekend of Halloween. Yeah, but I don't think that maybe. Yeah, that I don't know. We saw a dude that was dressed uh, like like Chris Tucker from Fifth Element. He had like a huge wig and everything. That's pretty cool. It, it was pretty cool. <laughs> no, he has like hands down the iconic look. And his shit's so fucking funny. There's a lot of good hair in that movie. Uh, uh, Mila Jovovich? Jovovich? Yeah. Jovovich? Yeah, she Jovovich. Like the uh, uh, <laughs> I love this name? topic because it's just like so yeah. weird. Gary <laughs> Gary Oldman's hair. He had like a weird like, uh, I don't know what that oh, was. Oh, yeah. But he had that like clear thing. And then yeah, he had like this everything was shaped. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and his hair like fit like perfectly into like the design of the thing on his head. That was a really weird haircut. Luke Besson. Thank you of, uh, for that stuff. A lot of... Uh, Sci-fi films have like weird styles and haircuts. Yeah, it's weird when you see a sci-fi movie that just keeps it keeps it like so neutral. It's weird when you see one that just keeps it played straight. Oh, really? What do you guys pick? You should go. I got one. I'm just gonna talk one, and it's it's nothing we haven't seen before. You could probably get on the train and see it right now. Um, But ever since I've seen him in this, I'm like, you fucking Thor. No, I, I was like, I want this fucking haircut. So. 
you probably noticed by now I've been slowly morphing my way into this haircut. Yeah, no. I was going to mention something today because your hair is kind of like wispy. Uh, I've, I've washed it. It's frizzy. But uh, I'm talking Brad Pitt and Fury. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How old is that movie? I, I can't <laughs> help. Ever since you watched that movie, you haven't stopped how talking did, about that haircut. How did he keep a fresh cut while, while he was in the tank? He had pomade. Yeah. yeah, but how My, did he uh, keep his hair from growing? <laughs> that's the closest I've been to like fixating on a man. Um, you know, like when you see a beautiful woman, you're like, "Oh my gosh, she's beautiful!" Like, lie, I, Gosling. No, it's different though. I'm just like, I'm mostly like, I love his performances, but like, you don't. Love I'm that talking hair? like, yeah, I mean, all right, I'll, <laughs> but vi- like, just talking visual, like him in that movie, I'm like. I just every ten seconds, I'm like, I want that fucking haircut. He's he's a handsome guy, in that yeah, movie. and it's great. And he's like, he's just this fucking World War Two fucking you know badass, and he's got this fucking slick back hair with like barely any hair on the sides, and uh, I like it. I dig it. I want it. It's the like problem very- is, I gotta lose like a hundred pounds, but uh, <laughs> to look to look to to morph into that Brad Pitt. Uh, physique that matches the hair so well, because uh, you could you can't have face. one without the other. Yeah, the chiseled face, but you know I'm, I'm trying something new. I gotta, I have my own take on his haircut. Um, I, I noticed because if you're gonna bring up Ryan Gosling, like it's it's nothing interesting, but like his change in place beyond the pines, I really like this hair and that. It was like bleached, right? Yeah, yeah, and these aren't like wacky hairdos I'm picking. They're just like hair that. Stood out to me. Yeah, he looked kind of trashy, but yet still very alluring. Yeah, he was it. trashy and alluring. Yeah, which is, which is a yeah. It's kind of like uh, similar to Brad Pitt's character. He's, he's rugged. He's greased, greasy from being at battle for. I'm learning for days. a lot about you right now. Uh, yeah, like you know, there are men out there that like look at other physiques like this. They're like, man, but, but you that? do with hair. I'll, yeah, I don't really care about the, like, when I see a guy, like, when I saw Thor, there's probably some guys like, God damn that body. I don't give a fuck about that stuff. More of a haircut guy, you know, because you wear clothes most of the time, but your hair is always exposed. You know, I'm not going to lie. I noticed I noticed his uh, his biceps. I was like, yeah, man. I yeah, you're like one that. of those guys. You, know, you like the, the, I was like, I need the, to get the to that physique point. of a man, you know. I need to get to that point. I used to really like, like, uh, Tony Jaw, the... The Thai warrior, like his solid, his solid pecs. He's just got a solid body. He's not like big. He's just his body looks like you could fucking shoot darts at it and they'd break. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's all I got. Mine was very homoerotic. My picks. I didn't really go for style, like like set design and costume design, but more so just just fucking good looking dudes. What do you got there? Yeah, Harvey? you kept it very simple. I gotta respect that. Because as soon as you said haircuts in film, I was like, well. You had like a moment. You're like, ah, Brad Pitt, Fury. I need that cut. You I called did. your barber instantly. <laughs> I just show him a picture. Give me this. Have you done that yet? No, I've never done that. You should do that. See what he does. Show a picture? Show a picture of like Brad Pitt. I want this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Are you going to do it? I say go for it, man. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I guess I'll go now. Just be like, do this. Oh, Look at that shit. Um, fucking man. Yeah, I've got man. a bunch of picks, so I guess I'll just throw them all out. Cause, uh, yeah, let's hear like what your idea is. I like, made is myself it... excited about this topic. 
Um, the first one I'd like to talk about. Hold on, let me fuck with my audio real quick because I can't hear myself. Yeah, okay, here you're go. you're coming in pretty deep. Sorry. Uh, um, Queen Latifah and set it <laughs> off. Dude, what? <laughs> I need to see this. Queen Latifah and set it off. She was super West Coast, and she had the braids, no designs or anything, just a straight back braid, a straight back cornrows, and she was a fucking gangster and like. I don't know. Like I associate like that hairstyle with just the uh, like West Coast gangsterness, and she kind of epitomized that and uh, set it off. First of all, I see Jada Pinkett Smith in this movie as well. She yeah, Jada great. Pinkett was in that movie. She looks great. She looked. She did look very good back then. Um, I think she still has it. Yeah, she's older now, but yeah, she's still an attractive older lady. Um, but Queen Latifah is by far my favorite character in that movie because, as I said, she was just just super gangster and, and like super West Coast. And uh, I don't know. I've been fascinated by those things for some reason, like West Coast, West Coast vibes. Yeah. Um, another one is also a West Coast movie. It's uh, Janet Jackson in Poetic Justice. <laughs> All right. Want <laughs> some like, like deep giant, ones out right now? What? You, you had some like fucking. You've been waiting for this topic, haven't you? Well, it just I don't know. I thought it was an Did interesting. She had like topic. really large braids or something. Well. They these were loose braids though, so they did not stick to her scalp or anything. They were just like hanging braids. They were like flowing braids, and those were really cool. And um, I think they're pretty iconic and uh, synonymous with the '90s. And uh, like even my mom had the hairstyle at some point. And yeah, it's a uh, I don't know. It resonates with me for some reason. Hmm. Probably because I'm black. Um, <laughs> yeah, you notice how like mine I picked Brad Pitt. Yeah. <laughs> he picks Queen Latifah. I, I went. I went. I think we all went completely different directions in terms of. I'm I went for like some didn't, random. Like, uh, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't pick like a Hispanic guy. Uh, I think it's because we don't. I, don't, I, don't I feel like we all have usually the same haircut. We either cut it all off, or we have like we do the size, and we have a little bit. We get. We always have a fade, no matter what happens. We always stick with that. But wait, there's more. Uh, <laughs> Tessa Thompson was in the same vein oh. as Janet Jackson, like in Creed. Right. Uh, Tessa yeah, Tessa Thompson had like the same hairstyle, and I think it was actually probably an ode to. Uh, yeah, I kept thinking Janet that was Jackson her in, the movie. in po- Poetic Justice. Yeah, they look very similar, and the, yeah, they had like the same exact hairstyle. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, that was probably a choice by uh, I don't know either the makeup and hair department or by uh, what's his name. I think she. I think had my cool. favorite hair in poetic justice is a. Uh, I like Tupac's, I mean, which was no, which was no hair. Yeah, was, was no hair. <laughs> I did. Lo- I did like Tupac in the movie, and he played a mailman, which is awesome. I think. I think. <laughs> I think uh, Tessa Thompson and Dear White People. She had like really crazy hair, God, which was Tessa nice. Thompson. I've got two more, and if anyone knows me, they know that I love a good pixie cut. Uh, I don't know. Pixie cuts are very attractive to me for some reason. I haven't really figured it out. It's probably some. Uh, Wait, what is a pixie cut? Pixie cut is like the short hair, but it's short like hair. Like, it's like like on girls. Short, yeah, like a short haircut. Yeah. So like um, guys with short hair, it's not a pixie cut unless it's a girl. Is that? Yeah. I think maybe. Yeah, maybe it's a gender like specific it's a gen- thing. It's a gender specific thing for sure. Like Tinkerbell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's like how we Julia Roberts yeah, like had a, it, like a like a pixie or a fairy. Um, like Michelle Winona Ryder in Girl Interrupted that's another pick of mine uh, hmm. Winona Ryder is like one of my all time favorites I like you picked a she, lot of these from like a, a lot of older movies <laughs> uh, yeah and uh, the last one is Mia Farrow in Rosemary's Baby when she cuts her hair <laughs> yeah uh, she, those are two great pixie cuts and hmm. um, so surprisingly you didn't pick any like 
wacky costume sci-fi haircuts? No. No. Um, no Star Trek cuts, bro? No. Uh, you don't like Spock's hair? Not really. I too mean, iconic. Too mainstream. Too mainstream for him. Not really. Like I'm Princess just not, fucking Leia over there. I'm not a big TOS guy anyways. Well, so, yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, the reason I, uh, that's why I was my runner up, because I was thinking of like iconic film haircuts or like something that's like very pronounced. So I was like, that's my first choice, like in terms of iconic, but I didn't want to just pick that one. I want to pick the one that I thought was fucking hilarious and great and like added to the character, which was Chris Tucker. Yeah. In Fifth Element. If I were to pick Star Trek haircut, it'd probably be Esri Dax because she had like a little pixie thing going on. So, yeah. Enterprise? Harvey likes the uh, the pixie haircut. So, ladies, she, take no, notes. DS9. DS9? Oh, I never watched that much of it. Yeah. So, those are my picks. All right. Well, how about we all go out and get those haircuts? Like, whatever I we picked, f- we get that haircut for next time. Yeah, you go I don't get think your... I'd look good in the pixie cut. I give definitely it, give it a go. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I just realized what I have to commit to. <laughs> How the hell do you get your hair to look like that? You'd have to like perm the fuck out of it. I'm talking about Harvey. Yeah, I would have to like straighten <laughs> it or to get it to look like Winona Ryder. You have to like you have to get it curt. Like you have to get your. I think you have to get your locks cut, man. No, I'm good. Yeah, you guys. Don't How about we all finger? we all just do a Brad Pitt cut? No. I don't, I don't, I don't know, know, know if that no, could no, work no, no, for no, anyone. No, 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 no. I guess you guys don't like getting laid. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> yes, is that the? Is, is yeah, that let's, the uh, let's, uh, let's let's move on. We got uh, one more segment, and that's going to be the game. I'm going to wrap the episode up here with our notorious game, where we roll a twelve-sided dice. The highest roller gets to assign the lowest roller a movie. Yeah, Steve lost last week, so let's uh, let's see your your roll here. What are you gonna roll? One to twelve. What's it gonna be? That was four. Terrible, oh, but uh, shit. He like threw it. Oh fuck, man! Oh, Anytime you see under five, you get scared, don't you? Yeah, I'm a fucking panicking right now, man. I mean, fuck Christ, uh, please. Look at this. So there's always Tom, that possibility. Thomas, just please roll a one. Who, Steve? Fuck, man. American Honey? Oops. You can't. No, you can't assign American one. Honey. That's a rule. A three. What? Gotta, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Dude, what if I roll a one? Yeah. <laughs> Coming two. in this fucking place. Tell this is be bullshit. Shit. Please, no horror movies. Oh, yo. A four. That's a roll off. That's such bullshit. <laughs> you just can't win. All right, we got to roll off. Yeah, like, I've got so many good movies, too. Eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. We out here. Wait, five. five. Okay. Oh, looks, oh. Like, uh, looks like Steve uh, has to assign me a movie. So, Steve, uh, what do you got for me? I can never win. I can never win outright. I got a treat for you. You said you want to watch older movies, right? Have you ever, have you ever watched? Not uh, really. I mean, uh, have you ever I, watched? Have I, you ever watched? change it up. Yeah, can't you give me a new one? Come on. Yeah, no, one, but one once a month. But I feel like I feel like I. I feel like that's where I you watch more newer films, and I feel like you shouldn't. <sighs> have you ever watched? Uh, have you have you watched much by John Carpenter? No, have probably you? none. Ghost of Mars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God, that movie's brutal. I probably haven't seen it. Do you want me to clap? Yeah, let's clap. Right. Uh, hey man, how's it going? <sighs> All right, what do you uh? 
I th- don't don't, don't sound like that. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. Uh, it's actually uh, one of my. Uh, it's one of my like kind of like favorite in terms of like genre. I like science fiction a lot, and I do like like elements of horror sometimes in my movies. Okay. Uh, have you ever watched John Carpenter's The Thing? No, I haven't. You have to watch The Thing. This is a good pick because I feel like I don't know. You said you know you don't watch much like older, even if it's like a classic film. Like you haven't watched much like older movies. Yeah, you always watch that's actually. Ones. I mean, that's not really the era where I lack in, but uh, I just. It so happened that uh, I haven't seen that movie. Uh, I watched this back in college for the first time, and I the practical effects are crazy. Yeah, the practical effects are like insane. Like the things they do, and I, and I think it's not only works as like a horror film, but just like in terms of just like a paranoia like thriller. Like I think you, uh, I'm pretty sure you know the concept of the movie. Yeah. So yeah, just kind of jump in and let me th- let me hear what you think. Next All week. right, cool. I think I have it on Blu-ray too. Do you? Yeah. Can I borrow that? You can borrow it from him and then borrow it to <laughs> me. <laughs> Alright, looks like I'm watching the thing. Yeah, man. Be okay. Excited. It's a great movie. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I think it, it I think it combines like science fiction and horror very well. I find, apparently this is a remake. I didn't know that. Yeah, it is a remake. I didn't know that at all. I actually heard that before. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah. I think the original is like the thing from outer, outer space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I'll watch it, maybe. We'll see. Um yeah, I guess that's it for us then. It has your boy in here on top of that, so you better be excited. The creepy guy from Three Billboards? Wolf Brimley? Jacob Landry Jones or whatever? No. I'm just <laughs> Imagine if he was in that. <laughs> I'm like, how long has this boy been acting? Uh, no, it has right. your boy Kurt Russell. Oh, great. That's, I love, love the Kurtz. Um, all right. Well, I'll check it out. Thanks be for excited. listening, everyone. Not that excited, but sure. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, well, thanks for listening to Do the Right Film. Uh, check us out on our various social media platforms as well as our website, which is dotherightfilm.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Get involved with the community. Uh, if you're on Letterboxd, you know, you can find us individually on there. Yeah. We don't really have a group letterbox at the moment. We should but get one. Well, we can do it. And we can make, like, lists, like, group lists. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, but yeah, topic suggestions are like always <laughs> topic suggestions are always welcome. If you have a, a neat little topic that you think would be cool to discuss towards the end of our episodes, give us a shout. And as always, please leave us a review on iTunes. One star to five stars. Is there five or four? Just five stars. Why okay. would you give people the option to say one star? Um, because I want to know why we're bad. Oh, that's true. Uh, I already know why. So, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, you guys uh, have a fun movie-going week, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you. We need a catchphrase. Do you hear your master's voice calling like the Sirens singing
I'm sad.